Welcome to Married by Design. Are you looking at the waves? Have the challenges or the failures of life got you down in the dumps? Where is God in all of this? That's what we're going to be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome to this week's episode of Married by Design. We're in the middle of a series entitled Spiritual Depression. We're looking at the concept of depression in the Bible. We've noted that there are many causes of depression, including physiological problems. But we're looking at the spiritual aspect of our lives. We're looking at our thoughts, our emotions, and our will and seeing how those come into play and how the right choices can help us to steer out of our depression. We've looked at some of the challenges that people face in the Bible that have sent them into discouragement and fear. Last week we looked at how important it is to care for ourselves physically and how by caring for ourselves it can help us to rise up out of the depression. Through the series, we're focusing on the life of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19. This man, Elijah, was a prophet greatly used by God, and yet he found himself depressed. We've been able to learn a number of things about how Elijah got there, as well as the solutions that God put before him. This week, we're going to look at the impact of our relationships with the Lord. Certainly, there are a number of things we need to look at, including our physical health, but ultimately, because it's a spiritual depression that we're looking at, we need to look at our relationship with the Lord. This is an important question. If you are struggling with depression, are you walking with God? Are you seeking after God? I think it's important to point out that just because you're walking with God does not mean that you necessarily can avoid all depression and discouragement. You can see the times that Paul struggled with discouragement related to the ministry and the people that he was trying to reach. He was deeply grieved, and yet he did not sink into a deep depression because of his relationship with the Lord. Philippians is a great example of how Paul's connection to Jesus helped him in despairing situations such as prison and facing execution. So for this week, we're going to see how Elijah reconnected with his God. Certainly, because he was in fear and turmoil, there was some spiritual distance from his Lord. He took his eyes off his master and put them on the woman Jezebel that had threatened him. That sent him into a tailspin. And part of the solution now for Elijah getting out of that depression was to seek God. Looking at verse 8, it says, And he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. It's important to understand that Horeb is another name for Mount Sinai. It's a place where you could meet with God. This is where Moses met with God back in Exodus when he spent 40 days up on the mountain and received the Ten Commandments. Moses sought God's presence on the same mountain in Exodus 34, 29-30. Let me read those wonderful verses. When Moses came down from the Mount Sinai, With the two tablets of the testimony in his hand as he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. Aaron and all the people of Israel saw Moses, and behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Moses went up to the top of Mount Horeb, or Mount Sinai, and being with the Lord had a profound effect on him. His face was shining. There's something that happens to us when we're in God's presence. 
When we seek after God and put Him first, it changes our countenance and our attitudes. It changes our whole perspective. That's what Moses needed in the midst of his frustrations with leading the children of Israel. And that's what Elijah needed here to move past his depression. If you're struggling with depression, that's what you need too. You need to be with the Lord. Well, that's the first principle that we see here. The one who's discouraged needs to seek after the Lord. But you also can see the effort that Elijah put into seeking his God. It is said in that verse that he traveled 40 days and 40 nights. The distance from Beersheba to Oreb is about 200 miles going south. It's clear that he made a significant sacrifice in order to be in God's presence on the mountain. It was so crucial to him at this point in his life. Okay, so what about you? Do you understand and see the importance of being in God's presence? It says in Psalm 34 verse 5 that those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Again, that's noting the profound impact that we experience when we're seeking after him. In verse 6 of that same psalm, it says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. There is a great blessing and joy in tasting of the Lord. If you understand the basic principle, how much are you willing to do to be in his presence? You see the priority that Elijah made of going to the mountain of God. You see the impact that it had on Moses being in God's presence. Are you willing to travel 40 days and 40 nights? You won't have to travel, but you're going to have to put in some effort. If you're struggling with depression, it may seem like the hardest thing to do is to seek after God, like walking 200 miles. We talked about this before. A lot of times in depression, we just don't want to do the things that we should do. We know that we should get in the Word, and we know we should pray. But the heavens seem shut up, and the Word seems to have no impact on our heart. But that's exactly where the effort comes in. Seeking after God is a process, and it can be hard work. It's a process of earnestly putting Him first and looking for His face. It's a process of taking your heart of stone and turning it into a heart of flesh, and and God's work in doing that. If you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Savior, that's the first step. You have to come to a place of confessing your sin and turning from it to the Savior of the world. And it's a choice you have to make. Now, if you are a child of God, you have to keep seeking Him. That's what Jesus said. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. This means, again, that you have to put Him first in your time. Set aside a significant amount of time just to read His Word and to pray. If the word seems to have no effect, don't give up. Continue to read and wait for God's Holy Spirit to begin to soften and warm your heart. If you feel like you're trying to pray and the heavens are shut to you, don't quit. There's an element of faith in believing that God is listening even if you don't feel like it or you don't want to. Call out to God and be honest with Him as the psalmist was in the Psalms. David had great troubles and turmoil in his life, and he consistently called out to the Lord despite where he was and what he was feeling. So here's Elijah after having traveled 40 days, and it says in verse 9 that he came to a cave and lodged in it. He holed up in a cave, waiting for God to speak to him and to help him. And it says, after those 40 days, that the word of the Lord came to him. God finally spoke. God desires so much to speak to you His truth and to encourage you in your faith. I think it's true that God is always speaking in His Word. 
The problem is that we sometimes don't have ears to hear. So in that reading of the word and calling out to him, you're waiting on him to change your heart and help you to be receptive. And in the waiting, God will speak. But look down at verse 11. It says that the Lord said to him, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. That's interesting. After all of Elijah's seeking after the Lord, the Lord revealed himself to Elijah. And that's what Elijah needed. By the way, it's also the same thing Job needed. Job said in chapter 42, Now my eye sees you. That's the same thing that the disciples needed in the storm in Matthew 14. At the end of the story, the disciples concluded that Jesus was the Son of God. It's interesting that the Lord reveals himself to Elijah in a whisper instead of all these other dramatic events. It's not as much the miraculous events in our life that build our faith and give us a connection with the Lord. There are so many examples in the Bible of people who witness incredible events, but it did nothing to draw them near to God. You see the plagues in Egypt and Pharaoh turned away from God. It didn't even have a long-lasting effect on the Israelites, who were fearful at the Red Sea and then grumbled in the wilderness. In the Gospels, you see so many people witnessing these incredible miracles of healing and resurrection, and yet in a very short time, they turned away from Jesus and did not follow him. That's why I think there's a beauty in that still, small voice. In the spiritual hunger of the moment, when things seem low and you're desperate and you wait for the Lord, he begins to speak. That voice is very soft and at first difficult to hear, but as you just wait for him, as Elijah did and Moses did, it becomes slowly stronger and stronger and easier to hear. God can take your hard heart and begin to soften it as you just allow the word to fill your mind. It's not some dramatic event, but it's a gradual softening and strengthening of the heart. Does this effort to seek after God solve all your problems? No. But it can allow you to be in a place to handle the difficulties and the grief. I think that Jesus' picture of the vine and the branches in John 15 is great. We are the branches and he is the vine. It's only when we're connected to him that we can do anything. He says in verse 4, Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, he says, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That idea of taking the long 200-mile hike to be connected to and spend time with the Savior, it's worth it. He says it twice in those verses in John 15, to abide in him, be a branch connected to the vine. If you're grieving and going through sorrow and struggle with depression, it is essential that you be connected to the vine. Despite your feelings and spiritual lethargy, you need to make that 200-mile journey, as Elijah did, to go to Horeb to be with the Lord. We will see in the next part of the passage that God begins to speak with him and helps him to clarify his thought process. 
And now for your homework. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to discuss as a couple the importance of making the journey to Horeb. As you seek God and abide with Him, He will begin to change your attitudes and your perspective. It is part of the process of managing that depression and getting to a better place. If you're counseling somebody who's struggling with depression, maybe it would be encouraging them to make that trip or even walking with them through the process of reading the word together and praying together to get them started. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for uh, each person that's listening to this podcast and those that are really struggling with depression right now, that they would call out to you, that they would seek you earnestly. God, even when they don't feel like it, even when they don't want to, and that you would begin to break through that hard ice, God, that hard heart, and begin to soften them and give them a renewed love for you. And we just thank you and ask you to work in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's it for this week. We appreciate your time and being part of the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions or comments, you can reach us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Well, next week on our podcast, we're going to continue to look at our relationship with the Lord, but we're going to look at it from the standpoint of choices that we make to sin that can separate us from God and send us into discouragement and depression. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. Mm -hmm.